Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. We are in our fourth episode of our series, The Power of Routine. And just rehearsing your mind, we have talked about uh, power meaning the ability to act the capability of doing or accomplishing something in routine is uh, duties that are done regularly or at specified or specific uh, intervals or typical or everyday activity, something that we do over and over again at different times and the ability to do it. So the power of routine. The subtitle on today is Better Together. Our subtitle today is Better Together, and we're going to be bringing up the fact that God had never intended for us to walk alone. This is not how he designed this. Authentic community in which we deeply know others and are known by others is necessary for a victorious faith life. In order to follow God faithfully, we must share our lives with other believers. I want to say that again. In order to follow God faithfully, we must share our lives with other believers. And today we're going to be in Hebrews, the 10th chapter, starting at the 23rd verse talking about being better together. How many of us like peanut butter sandwiches? Some folks will be like, oh, okay. But when you slap some jelly with it, that makes it the PBJ because it's better together. Now, we have to understand that God did not intend for us to be isolated, did not intend for us to block everything out, and it's supposed to just be us and Him. God designed this so that when we are involved in what is called the body of Christ, Paul described it as similar to the human body, that every part has an effect on all other parts. So we have to grab hold of that, get an understanding of the analogy, the metaphor of the body. Hebrews 10, 23 says this. This is the English Standard Version. It says, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful. Then verse number 24 says, And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. 25 says, Not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day drawing near. Let's look into this a little bit more. It says, let us hold fast the confession, our declaration of our faith 
without wavering, without giving up. Let us hold fast to this declaration that God is everything that we need, that Jesus has done everything for us that will bring us into God's presence, that we are children of the King based upon the fact that we've accepted Christ into our lives. Let us hold fast without wavering, for He is faithful that is promised. Jesus said that if I go... I go to be with my Father, that where I am, you may be also. He said that, I, and I've gone to prepare a place for you. He said, so don't get up, don't let your heart be troubled. Don't don't be concerned about this. Neither be ye afraid. And then we have to listen to uh, uh, Jesus when he was talking to the Father right before he went. He said, Father, make them one. As you and I are one. So he's talking about us walking in the power of oneness because him and the Father are in oneness. This 21st verse says, Let us consider how to stir up, or how, uh, another version says, how to provoke, uh, how to push, how to cause, how to uh, encourage one another to love and remember love is not a feeling love is an attitude and action that we partake in to reflect how we operate how we conduct ourselves how we will want people to act toward us so th this 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 provocation this push this encouragement the whole goal of that is to love and not only just to love, but also to do the good works, the things that Jesus said that we show love, uh, that people will know that we are his disciples by the way that we love one another, that we sh the way we show love for one another. That even when someone is uh, against us, even when someone is uh, despitefully using us, he says to still to pray for them. And the thing that it, that uh, we were talking about in the Bible study was the fact that prayer causes you to be intimate with the one that you're praying to and raises the intimacy of the one that you're praying for. Because as you pray for someone, it causes you to become closer to that person. Now, so as we're going through this process of doing love as we're doing these good works we are realizing that we need one another and then it goes in and it says and don't neglect the meeting together right now some of us are meeting via uh, technology some of us are meeting uh, via uh, what they're calling now in-person services there are different ways to meet but it's but he goes on to say that back in this day they only had one way you had to go to that person's house you couldn't even call them on the telephone you had to go and be assembled together he says not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some and what that brings out to me is the fact how we as americans we're always saying how it's about you. It's about all that you decide. You strive to be the best. You do whatever is necessary. But that individualism attitude has caused us to 
even interact with God in that, oh, this is my personal relationship and I don't need church. But that contradicts what the Hebrew writer is saying. He's saying, listen, we need each other. I need you. You need me because I cannot stir up. I cannot uh, push. I can kind of sort of encourage myself, but if I'm in a bad spot, I need someone to come alongside me to help me to get into a better spot. There's also a part in the Bible that says, you know, two's better than one. Because if you fall in a hole and you're by yourself, guess what happens? You're in a hole. But if you have another person there to help you, then you can have victory. All right. We have to have this intentionality. This We have to be intentional about being a community, having this common unity of believers. Because that is where our strength is. That is where we can push and propel ourselves to because... You got my right, you got my left, you got my back, you got my front. Together, we're going to go forward and do what it is that God has called us to do. It is non-negotiable. Being a part of the body means that you have to be a part of the community of believers. In order for us to be effective, in order for us to be uh, healthy, in order for us to be encouraged to continue on in this fight, we have to be in a part of a community. It's not a process, it's not a, uh, I want to say, Christianity is not a religion of solidarity and isolation. The whole intentionality of Christianity is to show the love of Christ to those that do not yet believe. And you can't show love if you by yourself to other folks. You can't show love to someone that doesn't know that you showing them love and sometimes when you're going through something you being a Christian may need someone to come alongside you to encourage you so that is why it's important for us to realize that there is nothing in the Bible that even talks about us being alone and separate there was a prophet in the Old Testament who thought he was all by himself and he was ready to give up on himself. He was just like, God, just go ahead and take me out because I'm the only one. And God was like, man, be quiet. I got thousands of prophets all over the place. I have a big body of believers. There's believers all around, but the enemy's whole tactic, his whole tactic against us is to cause us to believe that we're all alone. And I'm going to hit a little story in a little bit, but I want to I I talk about this stirring up. 
before we get into that part. And this stirring up is, is similar to uh, the commentary that I looked at said it's, it's, it's like a cowboy wearing cowboy boots in the Old West. And one of the things that we used to notice back in, if you watched any of them Old West um, shows, you would hear that cha-ching, 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 cha-ching. And that cha-ching, cha-ching was the fact that they had their spurs on. Now, the spurs went on to the back of the heels of the, uh, the boots. And what those spurs had on it, it had a little wheel on the back that had little uh, protrusions out. It kind of looks like a star. And the whole purpose of those spurs was to encourage, I'm going to do the air quotes, to encourage the horse to go faster. Uh, we see today in horse races where the uh, jockeys are encouraging the horses to run faster with the little whip that they hit them on their hit, hit them on their hips with. But back in the day, they had spurs to encourage the uh, horses. Now, can you imagine somebody jabbing you with their heels? And they in a hurry, so you know they ain't just tapping you; they hitting you hard. So when we are operating, when we are living in an authentic community where we're there, as I said, is to provoke, to cause provocation, to stir up, to move us toward what God has called for us to do. And sometimes it can be painful. Sometimes it can be things that we really know that we should, but we just can't motivate ourselves to. Sometimes it's those things that we're just like, I, I, I tried it before, I can't do it. And, you know, sometimes it's, it's a lot of things that are coming against us. But when we have that person that seems to be that irritant to us, how are you doing with that project? How are you doing with your husband? How are you doing with your wife? How are you doing with your children? And they keep asking you that same question that you're just trying not to be bothered with. They're provoking you to do what is a reflection of love and of good works. And a lot... Oh, man. We don't like to have to tell folks that we're not good. We don't like to have to reveal that we have some dents in our armor. We don't like to admit the fact that I ain't got it all together, that I'm not the perfect reflection of how the Bible or my perception of how the Bible says I'm supposed to live. And so we don't want to reveal that. We just want to be the Superman. We want to be all that in the bag of chips. But that is the reason that many folks are falling away is because they have set up this expectation of perfection, meaning that I have no flaws. But I'm telling you, man, you got flaws. I'm telling you, young lady, you got some discrepancies. But the good thing about being in an authentic community is that we all realize that it's not 
what we've done that caused us to be a part of this community is what Christ has done for us. And it all brings us together as the common source by which we're able to go out. It's not based upon a person and what they've done for us is based upon Christ who now sits at the right hand of the Father and what he's done for us. And because of that, a person can come to you and say, you know, I'm really having trouble with this. And we don't get like, oh, you do? Oh, you know, no, we're like, oh, okay. What can I do to assist you? How can I pray for you? What can I, how can I, I I'm, not, I'm not looking at where you are at that present moment necessarily. I'm looking at your current condition and how we can get you to where you have overcome that condition, that situation. But see, if we don't have this authentic group, these folks that we know that are looking out for our well-being and not looking for information so that they can try to put us down, but that they're looking to help us to become better in what God has designed for us to be, what he has purposed for us to do. So uh, one of the commentators said, uh, you know, all of us sometimes just need a swift kick in the hind parts for us to go ahead and do what it is that we need to do. Because everything ain't easy. Some things are a little bit harder to overcome. Some of those things we need to really have a support group, a group of people that are behind us, that when we slip, they're there to help us up. We're not, we're not that single person that falls into the hole and next thing we know, we just in the hole just feeling bad, but they're reaching down. Sometimes they even jump into the hole to help push us back up to help us to continue on with our mission. One of the things that uh, I remember is we've never, we hardly ever in the military talked about doing things individually. Hardly ever. We taught that this is your part and your part affected everything that happened. So we need everybody to do their part. Even um, if you've seen movies, even with the sniper team, which would be one of the smallest teams that we have, it's a team. It's two people together, out there together, helping one another, uh, synchronizing with one another, and doing the mission together. When we go, when we were going to doing maneuvers and things, it was never a single, it was always more than one because we can do things better together. We can do things better as a group than we can as an individual. We can do things better when we operate as a unit and in unity. So being uncomfortable, being feeling like I'm not up to uh, the standard and all that, that's, that's all a part of the process because it causes us to have a greater dependency on one another to help one another to achieve the goal that God is propelling us to achieve. Now one of the things that I want to point out is the fact that when we are operating in unity. That is when the enemy, the devil, 
will come in and try to dis destroy that unity. Because unity, God says, I commend my blessings where there is unity, where there is a common goal, a common operation toward a specific goal. God blesses that. There is a story in Genesis where it talks about well, all the people of the world who were speaking the same language got together and said, now they were being nefarious in, in this idea that they were going to build this tower so that they can make it to the throne room of heaven. That was their goal. And God says, unless I do something, they will accomplish it because they are united. So he took away their ability to communicate. He changed languages. And so that caused the stopping of the... So the enemy understands how when God designed us, he designed us when we operate in unity, there's very little that we can accomplish. And I don't mean that a small part. I mean we can accomplish anything when we operate in unity. Whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, we can accomplish it when we operate in unity. And that's why it's so important for us to meet together. That is why it's important for us not to neglect meeting together. Because if we neglect meeting together, there's somebody that could use your encouragement that day. There's someone that could look for you. That just your presence encourages them to continue on. That is why we started this year talking about our instantaneous intentional outreach because we can encourage one another to achieve goals we can push we can uh give each other a kick in the butt uh in the hind parts so that we can continue to move along this path we can do all those things by the power of unity and so the enemy's uh, counter to us operating in unity is to get us separated or disunited, disunified. I don't know that we don't walk in 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 in, uh, in unity. The Bible says that the enemy walks around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may desire. And one of the things that uh, I, I like watching those uh, safari things and watching how the animals do and, and all that stuff. And one of my favorite things is like they'll have this animal versus this animal. Well, one of the biggest ones that we always notice is the lion, the king of the jungle, doing his thing. Now, what a lion does the lion doesn't run into the middle of the pack of zebras, antelope. He don't run into the middle. He, he stays on the fringes. He stays on the outside looking for the one that's not paying attention, the one that's not really, really connected, the one that just seems to be on the fringes. And what one of the techniques that they use is they'll just kind of walk around and walk around and walk around and make the herd start moving and the one that doesn't move as quickly as the rest they then will run in between the herd and that and that one animal and cause that animal to go another direction and now it's disconnected from 
the herd. And guess what? It now becomes dinner. And that's the same way that the enemy wants to attack us. He wants to keep circling around, circling around, looking to see who's not connected, looking to see who's, who's disinterested, looking at the one that's feeling. But if we uh, are operating in an authentic community, we should always want to be the one that has a connection. We should always be the one, if we're in the center, we want to look for the ones that are on the fringes and make sure that they're feeling apart. This this is not a one-way street. This is us doing this thing together, that we're looking for those that seem to be on the outside and we're, and we're drawing them in, saying, you are a part. Come on, be a part. And as we do that, we keep the enemy running around on the outside, but he won't attack because... He sees that we're operating in unity. But when that one decides to go off on his own by itself, the lion comes out, the lion chasing, and you know, it's so funny. I, you, you see him, you see, for instance, you see that zebra running, he'll be going, boy. He'll be going, going. And the lion would just be bloop, bloop, bloop. Cause lion ain't got to chase him because he's got a trap set up. He got other little lions just waiting on you to run down that way and they can devour you and they can have dinner. So we have to realize that the enemy has a plan to destroy us, but God has a method by which we can have victory by being connected one to another. And God even said, it's simply like this. He says, if two or three, just two or three, are gathered in my name, I'm in the midst. If two or three are gathered together in my name, I'm in the midst, which means I'm in the vicinity of two or three. It doesn't have to be a large thing. It can be the smallest, better together configuration, which is two. So God already has this figured out. He already has things in position for us to operate in the power of unity because we are better together. Because there are some things that some people can do and others can't. And there are some things that the others that can't do can do that the ones that can do can't do. So it becomes what they call a symbiotic relationship where we're helping one another where we're causing us to look greater because we are able to cover one another. And I want to tell you today, if you are feeling that you're separated, if you're feeling disconnected, if you're feeling like the enemy is running around you and you don't seem to feel like you're connected. I'm telling you now, 
All you have to do is reach out and let your community of believers know. And they will come and assist you. They will unify with you. They will be there for you to encourage you, to surround you, to support you, to cause you to see that God has you in his hand. But if you make the decision to run away from the group, then you've made yourself opportunity and pray for the enemy. We are better together. And because of that very reason, come and be a part of your community of believers. Do not be ashamed or afraid, but grab hold of, lock into, and be a part. Because once you become a part, it strengthens not only yourself, but everyone around you. And that is our whole desire in this. So for the past four weeks, as we're closing out this series, The Power of Routine, we talked about those dis, uh, disciplines that will help you to become a better Christian. We talked about you being better at your Bible reading. We talked about you being better with your prayer life. We talked about you being better at uh, fasting so that you can be focused to hear the voice of the Lord. And today we brought out that you are part of a community of believers that want to help you to achieve everything that God has for you so that you can be locked into all that God has for you. But you have to make the decision to be a part of what God has set up and not allow the enemy to cause you to want to separate yourself. So cause yourself to be or make an effort to prioritize meeting together with other believers so that you can be encouraged, that you can be an encouragement so that you can help others to achieve what God has for them and simultaneously achieve in you what God has for you. That's all. Read your Bible. Pray. Fast. Be united with other believers. There's other disciplines, but these four, I believe, are the ones right now that we need to be locked into. Because things are happening differently in our world. So we want to be better together. And using those other disciplines in order to solidify or provide foundation to us being better together. Now if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Today is a good day for you to make that decision. The Bible says it simply as this. It says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. In that same little set of scriptures, Romans the 10th chapter, it goes down to the 13th verse and it says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. When you make that decision to accept Christ into your life, this is 
the thing that you need to do. Believe that God raised him from the dead and confess with your mouth that you have been separated from him and now you want to be united. And you walk in that and you will walk into a brand new life. It will not cause uh, the music be playing over your head and all this other stuff, but what it will start you down the path for you to become better and a part of what God has created you to be. And so if that is your decision today, to accept Jesus into your life, please let us know. Again, you can contact us at info at GodsHouseCC. We will provide you with some additional information so that you can become more solidified and so that you can be locked into our better together mindset. We will be there to encourage you, to assist you, to help you so that you can become all that God has for you to be. And that is our desire, that is our hope for you, that you will become all that God has for you. Friends and family, I hope that you enjoyed this time of the power of routine and that you are walking in that solid foundation, that you're communicating in a dialogue with God, that you're maintaining your focus and fasting, and that you are striving to become more better as you become more together. Well, that's all for this week. And until next week, as you have guessed it, we are going to be doing a new series. And I will let you know what that is during this week. You can check on our Facebook page and you can see what our next uh, series is going to be. Till next week, God's blessings be upon you in Jesus' name.